You are listening to the Horse Radio Network, part of the Equine Network family. What a beautiful day for horses in the morning. You are listening to the number one horse podcast in the world. Here's your entertaining look at the horse world and the people in it. Well, good Wednesday morning, everybody. I am Glenda Geek in Ocala, Florida. And I'm Jamie Jennings, and I'm in Norman, Oklahoma. You're listening to Horses in the Morning on the Horse Radio Network for December 7th, episode 3074, brought to you by State Line Tag. Happy holidays, horse friends. Hi, gang. This is Debbie from Southwest Kansas. Here's my holiday greeting and saddle entry song. I hope you like it. Horses in the Morning is a podcast begun by Jen and Glenn in days of yore. When podcasts were a risky undertaking, but the horse world proved you right, and that's for sure. Horse Husband was the way our Glenn got started, converted by Coach Jen into the fold. One little ornery hackney pony later, Glenn's surely one of us now, solid gold. Horses in the morning, you're eclectic. (laughs) Everything from sober to absurd. The hosts themselves are all entertaining, and guests so good we hang on every word. Jamie is a Monty Roberts trainer, skilled in all things join up to Grand Prix. She sacrifices farm boy for the first ride, and lives (laughs) to tell us all her tales with glee. She had a little too much limoncello. (laughs) From Flossie's recipe for Christmas Eve. Damn it, Zeus, you jumped just like a reindeer. For a moment there, I really did believe. (laughs) Horses in the morning, I'm so grateful for all the ways you've helped me through this year. I can hardly wait to hear the coming seasons. And I wish you all the best of Christmas cheer. Happy holidays, y'all. Yay! Yay! That was very well done. That's wow. You can tell she could actually sing. Yeah, I like, it was in there. <laughs> I can't sing. Yes, you can. <laughs> Debbie, that was amazing. Very well done. Debbie Payne did that for us. And uh, I figure I'm sober and you're, in, you're, you're absurd. That's what I You figure. know, it's funny. These All these songs and poems, my cheeks always hurt afterwards because I'm smiling the whole time. <laughs> and uh, she actually wrote me an email after the last song that had Farm Boy on. And she wrote me an email and said, if Jamie's going to be offended by this, do not play this. Do not oh, play Oh, I'm not it. offended, especially <laughs> after his reaction, which was me going, uh, Farm Boy, I got to tell you something. Somebody wrote a song about you, and he's like, okay. <laughs> like, that was his response. Okay. All that wearing for nothing. Uh-huh, yeah, so it doesn't matter. Bring on the farm boy songs. He clearly doesn't care. <laughs> well, that was very well done, and I just love that whole thing. It's, it's one of my favorites so far this year. It's really good. Uh, yeah, because it's all about you. It, that's why. That's exactly why. <laughs> if you, you only have like uh, eight days to get your entries in to win the saddle, you can just sign up. At horseradionetwork.com, click on the saddle banner at the top of the page, and you can just sign up, or you can send us an entry. All the rules and directions are right there on the website. On today's show in our Daily Dose Health Report, Laura Warden, who is an ag agent from North Carolina, she's going to tell us about the importance of VCPR, and this involves the vet shortages that are going on now. Lisa Waisaki is going to join us. We're going to tell you why in a minute. Plus some weird news going on. And in the Auditor Post show, we're going to talk about the weirdest things on Amazon that people actually love to buy as gifts. And we're going to see if you actually want any Okay. Of these. <laughs> <laughs> so th- I, this morning I woke up and went to Facebook. And the only thing being posted by horse people on Facebook, and I don't know if this is for you too, is the equestrian helmet ratings thing. Oh, yeah. I've oh seen it a lot. God. And of course, you go through and like compare and contrast what helmets you have. Yeah. And then you go, oh, mine's number 40. <laughs> <laughs> um, the Virginia Tech Helmet Lab, which does the helmet testing for a lot of sports, including cycling and football. And I mean, they've been doing this for years. How fun of a job would that be? I know. Like- just smash helmets and grade them. Well, we're actually going to have the doctor on who does the testing on Friday's show. Oh, 
So, oh, cool. Yeah, we, uh, Jennifer reached out to him first thing this morning and got him booked. And he's got to be busy after this one out. Uh, but it, this was funded by the USEF, the USHJ, the Jumper Association, the Eventing Association, and Jacqueline Mars, who seems to fund everything in the horse world. Um, and so it was an independent study about helmets. Most of the studies we've seen before have been done by a helmet company, right? One of the helmet companies does the study, and then you go, mm, you know, I don't know. So this one was independent, and uh, they tested uh, for a number of different things, that, you know, rotational falls, regular falls, skid falls, all those things they tested for. And what they do, and they do this for bike helmets and, and football helmets, is they give a star rating. They take all of the things together, and they give a star rating that's easy for people to understand from one to five stars. What I expected and what everybody expected, including you, Jamie, I'm sure, is that at the top of the list would be the $1,000 helmets. And what that we- and, and some of the, the ones that have come out as like super high tech, you have to have this one if you care about yourself at all. Exactly. And they're always 500 to $1,000, right? Um, Absolutely. Well, that wasn't the case in the studies here. There were two helmets that came in the five-star, a bunch in the four-star, but two came in the five-star. The number one helmet overall was the Champion Re- uh, Revolve X-Air MIPS helmet. And there's a mouthful, right? And that's a $460 helmet. So that's the one that came in first. Second, are you ready for this? Tough Rider carbon fiber helmet at $58. Whoa. So, and then number three was an, at a, a four star, was an IRH helmet, the Equilite, at $50. So, out of the top three, two of them were in the $50 range. If you look at that IRH helmet, it looks like, and I know that the, the, these were on the list pretty far down, but it looks like one of those crappy Troxel helmets. Yes, it does. And But but apparently it tests very well. The technology, you know, looks are deceiving, I guess. Uh, the technology spoke for itself, and apparently it works. But I was so heartened to see that you don't have to spend $500 to protect your head really well. You know, you can get a tough because that's a barrier to entry for a lot of people. You know, we'd rather have them any helmet. But, you know, if you can get a tough rider carbon fiber helmet, it's number two on the list and costs you 60 bucks. Is there something special about carbon fiber? Is it like bulletproof or something? I I don't know. I'm going to talk to this doc. We'll talk to this doctor on Friday and we'll find out exactly how they did the testing and, you know, why we ended up with these results. Because I think these results, the comments I saw from everybody posting was, oh, you. There are cheap helmets on this list because we you know, were. I, I I'd actually never heard of some of these, especially the number one, and it's the Champion Revolve X Air MIPS helmet, and it literally looks like it's going to take over your face. Yeah, like, well, it, is it looks like a huge. battle helmet for military, yeah. doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, all you need is a face mask, and you can go to the fifty yard line yeah. and say "hut." <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Exactly, I agree with you there. So, yeah, there you go. Charles Owen was up number four. We had we had a temporary sportage, which is what I wear at number five. That's what five. my husband wears. Number five on the list, That's and awesome. then the trauma void, which we talked about because that was one of the first ones to come out with the MIPS technology years ago. I bought one of those. It just didn't fit my head. They're more like uh, round heads, I, and I think they might have changed that, but I haven't been able to find one since that I could try on to see, but it was like more of a Charlie Brown head and I have like a narrow head. So it never fit. And I was so bummed because the the technology in those is so cool. But Mm. now it's number six. That doesn't matter. I'm going champion. (laughs) Or tough rider. (laughs) Apparently it's so crazy. All right. Well, that was, uh, we're going to talk more about that on Friday, but uh, I know that all of you were looking at that. Uh, It kind of took over the news about the judging thing, which we haven't covered. I'm trying to get somebody on. I don't know if you saw that news. It was the judging thing. Yeah, where uh, the USEF made a rule that basically, if you're a judge, you can no longer oh, do yeah. clinics and stuff. Yeah. And, and then that got so much blowback, they had to change it. So I'm trying to get somebody on to explain the whole thing. Uh, but that was in the news for the first couple of days, and then this morning, helmets took over. <laughs> so yeah. I wonder if helmet sales are going to skyrocket for Christmas. Everybody's like, I would like a Champion Revolve yeah. X Air. Yeah, they won't have any of those in stock in any stores. Four hundred and sixty dollars, <laughs> or the Tough Rider Carbon Fiber. I'm guessing 50. Tough Rider is going to be under a lot of Christmas trees this year. Uh huh. I guess. I'm going to Google it right now. <laughs> All right, Daily Winnie time, and you're going first today. Well, you know, you got to live the brand. 
You know what I'm talking about? You gotta, mm. you gotta, you gotta put your money where your mouth is. And well, I would your like, brand apparently, according to the song today, is absurd. So how are you living that? I am living that because spay neuter geld. Homer got neutered yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> Poor yeah. Homer. Is he a little sloggy today? <laughs> you know, to be fair, so they send you home with a cone. Yeah. You know, you're supposed to put the cone on. Where do on the ears put- go? On the outside of the cone or the inside of the cone? <laughs> you know, I never even put it on him because what we realize is he can't he can't actually reach. Oh, the way his body <laughs> Okay, that's funny. I know. <laughs> Chad was like, "You don't need that. He can't reach." And I was like, "Oh my god, you're no. right." <laughs> Explain to everybody for that's new who Homer is. Homer is my basset hound puppy, <laughs> and he's now seven months old, and he needed some brain surgery. And uh, you know what's terrible? And I felt like I'm like, am I an insensitive, triggering kind of person? Probably, but I was triggered I posted, when you posted his picture going. I, <laughs> I know he looks so. He was like, what is? What, what's going on here? This doesn't smell right. But I posted that Homer's getting brain surgery today, and my friend Jen posted underneath it. She's like, brain surgery? What are you? What's wrong with him? And I was like. <laughs> Oh no. Jen actually had brain surgery last oh, year. Like legitimate. Oh. I was like, oh, no, 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 okay, no, well, yeah. let me delete, delete. Oh. <laughs> but I was just God, we've used that term her. for 10 years. We need to change that. <laughs> she actually had brain. I was like, no, not your kind of brain surgery, dog brain surgery. <laughs> she wasn't offended. It was okay. fine. Um, but yeah, so he had he got neutered yesterday and can't doesn't wear the cone because he can't reach the incision site to lick it. Is and that they, the only breed of dog that can't lick their own butt? You know, I don't know, but I'm sure there's a bunch of like maybe dachshunds like <laughs> like their own butt, but yeah, he can't reach anywhere near there, so it's fantastic. Uh, another reason to get a basset hound. You know, t- they said keep him quiet for three days. He's going to be pretty groggy. He got home and he was like, "My friends." <laughs> So he has not, he has, he's, it's kind of like he just got in the car and he was like, hey guys, okay, so I, I, wait, wait a second. Where are my balls? <laughs> I got in the car. I had them. I went in that building. I went to sleep. I woke up. I come on, get in the car. No balls. <laughs> you got a really good puppy there. You really did. He's pretty awesome. Now he's like, okay, so like, can I, Come inside and get on the couch. Chad's like, oh, no, gross. It's like an incision. No. <laughs> so anyway, live the brand spay, neuter, geld. I definitely do it. And by the way, if you want your spay, neuter, geld gear, go to horseradionetwork.com oh, slash gifts. Nice. There, it's still up there. You can get your stickers or your hats or whatever you want. I need some of that. Anyway, and by, or any gifts for the holidays, you can get them right now at our website. Thanks for the plug opportunity there. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was just a great segue. Happy We have a very special birthday today. Our one of our spotlight riders for 2022, Charlotte Merrill Smith, our friend Charlotte. It's her birthday today. Happy birthday, Charlotte! I know you listen, and uh, we love you. And I miss you. She's down in Wellington. We don't get to see her in Ocala, and I'm really. Excited disappointed about that so come home visit uh larissa trainham and chelsea sievers also had birthdays today there are terrific auditors if you want to become an auditor like a couple of people did in the last couple of days go to horseradionetwork.com and click on the auditor banner on the right side of the page now we have a very special daily winnie today because i'm looking at it this way we won an award (laughs) You did well, nothing. Technically, we didn't win an award, but we sort of won an award. And I want to do a live daily winnie, which we don't do too often. But I think, don't you think this person deserves a live daily winnie? Yeah, give her a call. All right, we're gonna give uh, we're gonna give this person a call. Y'all know her because she's a regular on this show. She fills in a lot, and that's Lisa Waisaki. But she had a really good week, and we're gonna find out why. So we're going to call her live. I hope she answers. <laughs> She's She has such bad cell reception. We'll see how this goes. We don't do this very often. Good morning. 
Good morning, Lisa. Congratulations. Thank you. It's so exciting. We haven't really told everybody what we're congratulating you for yet. Um, <laughs> but, you know, we feel like we're part of this. And actually, we should you get are. A, We, we want you to is. cut off a little piece of the trophy and send it to us, okay? <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> so, Lisa, you won some awards at the International Equus Film and Arts Festival. Not only some awards, every category you were in, you won. I know. I, I'm just blown away. And, you know, Glenn and Jamie, there were people there from all over the world. There were people from Brazil and Sweden and France and England and, I mean, everywhere. It was just this amazing event, and I was just so happy to be there. And then, you know, for uh, the the rain equation and the mysterious horse house to both win in their categories was just phenomenal. Now, the rain equation is the, is the, uh, the book that... Uh that's a certain one of my co-hosts was featured in, right? Jamie might just still be a murderer. <laughs> yeah. You haven't read the book. She might just be a murderer. Know. And now the whole world knows that. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I hope book sales go up again. I hope you see a, a you know, a rise in the rain equation sales. That'd be great. Oh, wouldn't that be great? You know, yeah. and it's Christmas time. Hint, hint, everybody. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we, I, I literally bought 25 of those and I gave them to everybody. So, I, you know what? I'll do it again. They can have another one. <laughs> I mean, it's award winning now. So, you can well it is yeah. it is and, and yeah and it's it was just uh, this amazing event and i got to hang glenn with pat trowbridge who you know is with the equine network yeah, he's one of our sales people uh, yeah absolutely yes and uh he was fabulous as always just always a fun fun time with pat i and, have a question uh, though did you yeah. get to meet jared rogerson because he actually won for the best music video so, over time spent in the saddle Thank you for bringing that up. So, so the really cool thing is, is Jamie, I think I was co-hosting with you or maybe Glenn yeah. when, when Jared was on. And, yeah. and so, you know, I'm here in Nashville and I know some music industry people. So Jared was in town and we got together for coffee. Really? Was, oh yeah. Yeah, we did. We got, and we've stayed in touch. And so I walk into the, um, the big, you know, the reception room at the Equus thing and across the room, there's a guy who looks just like Jared and I'm going, who's that? And somebody says, oh, some musician. <laughs> that has to be Jared. And so I walk over and he's going, what are you doing here? And, and so we got to spend the evening together. It was, and his wife was there. who was absolutely adorable. Um, it, was, it was just an amazing time. Oh my gosh, I'm so happy. Yeah. Once I saw, I saw you post and then I saw him post and I'm like, oh my God, because I, we kind of made an introduction when he was on the show and you guys were talking about some like, I don't know, Nashville type music business <laughs> stuff. So I'm so excited because he is just a quality human as are you. So I'm thrilled for both of you. Congratulations. Well deserved. Man, thank I'm you. Thank you. Thank awesome. you. Did you get your million dollar check? Not yet. I'm still oh, Glenn waiting. is mailing it. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Were, were you surprised? I I kind of expected the rain equation. Were you surprised? Was there one of the three? Now you also won for a photo. I didn't even know they did yes. photos. It's like the county yes. fair. You know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know where they do the photos. I never even did, knew they did that. But were and you did a photo of Colby's Army Therapy horses that won the award too. Was yes. there one that you were just surprised at and like oh, I don't think I was going to win that one. You know, I, I was surprised. I, I thought maybe the photo might win something only because it didn't seem like there were as many finalists in that category. And I thought, well, maybe, maybe there's something there, you know, <laughs> um, but I, I was just so grateful that, that the books won because it's just the competition was so stiff with, with titles from all lot. over the world. Yeah, there were, there were a, lot. a lot. There were a lot. And, and <laughs> you know, it was funny because they read the awards in kind of a different way. They didn't do it really by category. I think they were doing it by alphabetical order by the author. And they'd, they'd say, oh, so-and-so want this, you know. And I'm, and I'm But it took me a while to kind of figure out they weren't going by category. And then I'm thinking, long list of awards. I'm thinking, well, I'm not going to get anything. But I'm just really, truly grateful to be here. And then, you know, she she called my name for um, the mysterious horse house. And I'm like, Oh wow. That's so cool. And I go up there and she grabbed my wrist and said, well, don't go anywhere because, because you've also got this. I'm like, Wow. <laughs> Were they like, Oh, Lisa, why talk yeah. again? Yeah. An award. <laughs> They're not going to invite you anymore. <laughs> you know, it's, it's a whole different group of people here. <laughs> <laughs> 
so a lot of new people that, that I got to meet, which is always so much fun. And, and uh, I, I spent a long time talking with an author from Sweden. And, um, you know, I mean, she came all the way from Sweden for this award, halfway around the world. Wow. That's and, amazing. Please tell me she won something. She did. Yes. Oh, good. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yay, Swedish author. <laughs> yes. Yeah, and, and she was she was great, and and uh, I mean the whole the whole event was was amazing. And you know, I I was so exhausted. I uh, I had an event the Saturday, and then the awards were Sunday, and so I took a five a.m. flight out of Nashville and had to lay over in Denver and got there in time for the awards. You know, got a got a night's sleep and got up Monday morning and then flew back to Nashville. So I, I'm still kind of like brain dead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a tight schedule. Well, welcome to the wait till the TV show starts. Then you're <laughs> then you're gonna yes. be busy. <laughs> that that will that will be busy. Yes, yes. And we're yeah, still on so. track for next year. And how have Where's, we done with Tom Cruise uh, playing me? By the way, are we? You know, I I don't know that he's actually been mm. approached, Glenn. Mm. Uh, you know, um, okay. but well, I don't know that we're the to that stage though okay. you know but right. but you know if tom doesn't do it you know we still there's still brad pitt well you yeah, know that's true he could do it I or, think. or george clooney well yeah george yeah i'd settle for george yeah 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 i, I so, think I, so. I could do that <laughs> how about jennifer lawrence when Glenster's talking about this <laughs> how about yeah. jennifer lawrence <laughs> playing jamie are we close to that you know, I don't think anybody's been approached, but she's certainly at the top of the list. Oh, well, yeah, they're know? both I, archers. So. I mean, I can yeah. play myself. Hello. See, that would even be better. Yeah. That would even be yeah, better. Yeah, they're not offering us that, Jamie. <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't hear that offer coming anytime soon. <laughs> so, I don't know why that is, by the way. I, I get some know. Botox, Priya, you know, get yeah, some work done. Get your lips filled up yeah, and we'll you can do it. They just have those lenses with the with the filters on them, you know, that just filters out all the all the stuff and makes everybody look twenty. Zeus and I <laughs> will look so young. Yes. <laughs> yeah, they haven't booked your horses yet either, have they? You have the no. wrong kind of horses for that book. <laughs> oh, yeah, I did, I did, and so you know, it's hard to, hard to have an Appaloosa horse do everything. So you know, we're gonna it's gonna be interesting to see what they come up with. Oh, that's true. And, you know, Appaloosas are the worst for filming because their spots are very recognizable. Exactly. You can't, you can't switch one out. <laughs> yeah. That's true. I didn't think of that. Yeah, that's why they use horse, Frisians, because they all look alike. They all look alike. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and, you know, each horse has their skill set. You know, one one, one paws and the other's trained to shake their head. And, and so, you know, it's hard to get one horse that does everything. They're going to be painting a lot of horses. Which are gonna they be are. Doing. Yeah. And you know, I'm I'm not joking. They're going to be painting horses for this. They do. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. So, you know, it, it'll be fun. I'm really looking forward to it, and and uh, you know, everything's everything's going really well, really well we, there. You know, we are so proud of you. And it's funny you, your show now. You know, I view it as the American competitor to Heartland, which is you know, obviously That's how it was pitched. Yeah. It was yeah. Actually pitched I think that it's going to yeah. be. It's going to be as popular as that. It Heartland so. is so popular. Jamie, I don't know if you noticed this, but on Ghosts, this season of Ghosts, the one time they were watching the TV, they were watching Heartland. Really? Uh-huh. You did you miss that? I, I'm not I'm not all caught up. Well, one of the episodes, I think it's four or five in, they were watching TV, the ghosts were, and they were watching Heartland. Oh, how That's cool awesome. is that? <laughs> so Wow, I'm gonna have to check that out because I missed that too. Yeah, that's a great show. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. They're in the, like their 127th season or something now. Uh, now, when your show actually goes to air, quote unquote, you know, goes live, we're going to have watch parties. We have to have Ooh, watch parties. Be fun. Yeah, we have to. There's no question. That'll be fun. Yeah, we we have to make that formal and you know get hundreds of people watching at the same time. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That'll that'll be a, a blast for sure. All right, and then they can all see Jennifer Lawrence playing Jamie. <laughs> yeah, she likes no, bit James parts. Playing, yeah. yeah, she likes bit parts. You're right. Yeah, <laughs> sure, she, I'm sure she takes those nowadays. Yeah, Although she's been in some awful movies lately, so maybe she take anything at this point. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't know. You know, we'll just we'll just have to ask. Her. I'll just have to call her up and ask. Her. Yeah, you do that. <laughs> <laughs> well, we are very excited for you overall, you know, uh, for Colby's Army and for your books and for all the things that you've waited a very long time to come your way. 
yeah, you know, yeah. But thank you so much. It means a lot. It really does. Well, yeah, and I, really I am that. happy to announce that Lisa is joining us on our HRN Hosts Holiday Special that'll be coming out in a couple of weeks. Uh, you're going to join uh, Reese and Philip from the Dressage Show, and Joy and Kristen from Retired Racehorse Radio. Uh, Jennifer will be here from Horse Tip Daily, and you're going to be here along with us for representing the yeah. the well, horses and the morning yep. crew. Yeah, yep. so. Sammy will be there. Yeah. yeah. So we're it's looking forward fun. to having you. Uh, thank I'm you. I'm very excited. I'm very excited. Thank you for the invite. It's it's going to be really, really fun. Well, you're part of our family. You know, you're part of our crew here. You host uh, <laughs> as many days as Jamie and I was as much as we've been out. So, <laughs> so thanks, Lisa. Congratulations again. You are so welcome. Thank you, guys. Bye-bye. Love you. I mean it. Bye. <laughs> Well, I am so excited for her. She she deserves all of that. You know, that's not an overnight success. She has worked hard over mm-hmm. the years to get here. You know, we, we, we see the awards coming in, but this was her fifth book, you know, and she's won awards before, but I think this one means a whole lot more. And now with the TV show coming out, it's going to be she's weird. she's such a good human. Like, yes. the, the, it's like good things happening to good people make you just feel good. It's just awesome. Yeah, the things she does for the homeless there in Nashville and and also her therapy, you know, organization, Colby's Army, which was named after her son. So, you know, it's just, and we've been there. It's so cool. I would love to get you there sometime because it's just a neat vibe. It's just really cool. Um, But anyway, that's, uh, that's something that we're just very proud of. Stateline Tech, speaking of helmets. I went on I'm state. On there. I went they on state a, line. They have the champion helmets. Do they? I was going to ask yes. you. They have five pages of helmets. So, um, and they're a good price. I'm. Yeah, you're right. There it is. So, yeah, they have the champion helmets. Uh, they have like all the different brands of helmets. They have. Uh, uh, in they have IRH. Uh, they have one K Ovation. Tough yeah, tough, tough rider, trauma void. Yeah, them all. Urban. Troxel. So you're going to find all the different helmets on there. So if you are looking at this list and going, hey, I need to get one of these, and uh, consider Stateline Tech right now. Uh, hop on there. I'm going to tell you, if you're, this is my prediction. If you're looking for a helmet that's one of the top five, you better buy it today or you're not getting it for a, two months uh, because these things are going to get back ordered real quick. I mean, we yeah, used They to- have the Tough Rider Carbon <laughs> Fiber. God, Stateline Tech is everything. And we, you know, when we had our tack business, we would keep one or two of each size in stock, but that was it. So if there's a run, you're going to wait a while. So get your orders in quick. Go to statelinetack.com if you're looking for anything for the holidays, but especially if you're looking for a helmet after this list is going viral, uh, hop on over there and uh, check it out today at statelinetack.com. The next guest is brought to you by Daily Dose Equine, non-GMO core nutrition for horses and ponies of all ages. In our continuing look at the shortage of large animal vets around the country and the world, really, we found this article written by Laura Warden. She's a North Carolina ag agent, and it's on what's called BCPR, which is Veterinary client-patient relationships and why they're so important and why going forward, if you don't have one, you're going to be probably a little bit in trouble. I saw, you know, before we get her on, I wanted to tell you, when I was at the show the other day, there was this poor lady there, and uh, she her horse got caught up in some fencing when it was turned out and got some bad cuts on the front leg and a puncture on the back leg, right in the hock. Punctured mm. right into the hawk pretty deep. I mean, bleeding. It puffed up within an hour to about grapefruit size on the front and the back. And the p- poor horse didn't know where to put its weight because the both legs were on the same side. Injuries were on the same side. So, you know, normally if they got opposite sides, they can kind of play with that. But uh, this was tough. She called 10 vets. Granted, it was a Sunday morning. She was two hours from home, so her home vet wasn't going to come down there. And this show was kind of in the middle of nowhere, a tiny little show. And she, the vets just kept saying, we don't go out there. We don't do that. We, you know, we don't go to that area. And so it's hours now. I'm help, holding the horse, helping her hose it down and all of that. Her legs are getting fatter. And I'm like, I don't even think you should transport this horse because the one place said uh it's a veterinary hospital you can come to our place it was about a half an hour from there and oh by the way we need your credit card before you arrive we're going to charge you fifteen hundred dollars to show up was fifteen hundred dollars that had to be refundable if well it was a deposit but they wanted the deposit before she drove in the driveway 
So she's like, uh, you know, I don't know what I'm going to do because I'm not even sure I should trailer this horse. And I wasn't too sure either. Um, she finally, after about 10 calls, found a vet that said, send me pictures. She sent this lady pictures and she's like, you can't trailer this horse. I need to come over there. So she, I, when Aww. we left, the vet was still not there. And that was four or five hours later. You know, oh and you gosh. know, the longer they go, the harder it is to suture, right? So yeah. I don't know what was going to happen there, but I felt so bad for this lady. But this is where we're at. I mean, that's where we're at. So that's why we're going to give Laura a call and find out to what, what, you know, about the article she wrote. Well, hi, Laura. Thanks for joining us today. I got to start with the simple question, maybe not so simple. What is VCPR? Okay. Uh, VCPR stands for Veterinary Client-Patient Relationship. Um, and it involves the following. So first of all, only vets operating with a VCPR contract or agreement can diagnose, treat, and prescribe um, prescription drugs. And it means that the vet essentially assumes responsibility for making all the clinical judgments and assessments regarding the health of the patient, whether it's a horse or another species of animal, and the client essentially agrees to follow the vet instructions as best as possible. And then why it's, this is such an important thing is the vet technically has to have a sufficient knowledge of the patient beforehand. So that's why it becomes important where if you just call and want somebody to prescribe medication over the phone, they're not going to do that because um, they don't have a prior knowledge. And then the practice. So is that vet, a rule for vets? Technically, yes. Okay. And it, um, I, I'm, I'm going to add the caveat that I am not a veterinarian. I, my background is a livestock agent. So the reason why this is important to me is not so much for the horse industry, just putting that out there, but um, because my predominant species that I work with are livestock. I also work with a lot of horse clientele. But the thing is, is most livestock producers act as their own vets, but then they only call a vet when they absolutely have an emergency. And unfortunately, depending on the vet... Oh, believe me, there's a lot of horse people that work that way, too. Absolutely. And that's why we're trying to get the word out about this. Um, And so it becomes an issue because a lot of the vets, and I can't speak for other parts of the world or even other parts of the nation, um, but in my part of the world, most of the vets in my area are not going to come out unless they already have an established veterinary client-patient relationship where they've actually come to your farm or you've gone to their clinic. They have a prior history with you and that particular animal. But how, okay, so how do you get that if they're not going to, you know, how do you start that process? So that's where your routine stuff. So when we're talking about horses, you know, um, routine annual vaccinations, a yearly physical, um, uh, just teeth floating, those kind of things that are done on an annual basis. Once you have um, established that relationship with a local vet, whether, like I said, you either go to their clinic or they they do an on-farm call, you have essentially started that veterinary client-patient relationship. Um, now, it will vary from state to state and even from practice to practice. Um, for example, um, a lot of, and I'm just giving you examples, and this doesn't necessarily apply all to horses, but um, I work with a lot of dairy farms in my area, and a lot of the large animal dairy vets actually have their dairy farms write a contract agreeing that they're going to use that, they're going to follow certain guidelines um, to, um, that meets their veterinary client-patient relationship contract for the year. Hmm. So, um, not a lot of the horse owners or horse, not horse, excuse me, let me clarify. A lot of the horse vets in my area don't do that, but unless they have seen your horse at least once, they're not going to come out to your farm. They're going to say, sorry, we don't do emergency calls for clients that are not current with us. Well, you know, that's, I mean, it's funny you talk about this in relationship to animals, right? Large animal. But it's also true of people now. I mean, try and get a doctor's appointment when you don't have a relationship with your personal doctor, right? I mean, yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. It, it's so it's funny when you mentioned this because I was on the phone with my doctor's office the other day and I, I had a blood clot in my arm and my arm's starting to act up again. And they said, call if that ever happens. So I call and they say, we can't get you into January. What's it for? And I said, blood clot in the arm. And they said, can you come in Monday? I would have never gotten in had it not been that yeah. I, yeah, right, and, same thing. 
And unfortunately, again, I can only speak for my area. I'm in the southeast region, and unfortunately, we're seeing a shortage of large animal vets. And that, you know, and not all of them are just strictly horse, and some of them are large animal and horse. And even if they, um, there are, you know, vets that cover those species, they may not be taking current clients. Um, and it, I think that's why it became so so important to me. Well, there's there's two there's two reasons why it's important to me. One is is the veterinary client patient relationship, or otherwise known as VCPR, is actually part of a bigger thing, um, a bigger issue with FDA and something called the Veterinary Feed Directive, which um, came into play in January of 2017. And the Veterinary Feed Directive was part of a FDA guidance number 213 that basically um, did away with all medically important antibiotics, primarily antimicrobials that were delivered to livestock via feed and water. Now, that, again, so what? What does that mean for horse owners? It really doesn't mean a lot because we're not feeding a lot of antimicrobials through the feed and water. But the problem was is that that um, guidance 213 left a major loophole for products that were available over the counter by other dosage forms like penicillin, tetracycline. Another one that's pretty commonly used is the cephalosporins, primarily something like the intramammary tubes called today and tomorrow that we, we as horse owners use for thrush treatments. Well, um, what happened as a result of that loophole um, is FDA passed another guidance, number 263, that basically is going to do away with all over-the-counter antibiotics and antimicrobials. So now you won't be able to get penicillin over-the-counter. You won't be able to get today and tomorrow over-the-counter. You won't be able to get tetracycline. So now everything is going to have to go through a prescription, and that's where the VCPR comes into play. So, so basically, we're we're short on vets. A lot of our listeners. Uh, last time we discussed this, they're four hours from their nearest vet, right? Um, yep. And they, and they won't come out. They have to drive their horse there, no matter how you know half dead the horse is. Um, and now we can't get drugs on our own either for those people who can't find a vet. Yeah, it's a problem. <laughs> and uh, there's not a whole lot of vets coming out of vet school that want to do large animal because it's not as lucrative as the small animal corporate side of things. Uh, Jamie, don't piss so, that vet off you have. Don't piss it off. <laughs> yeah, don't piss your vets off. <laughs> I'm, um, I'm trying so hard. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a challenge. And, I, you know, I'm fortunate in my area that we have lots of large animal and horse vets, but a lot of them are not mm-hmm. taking current clients. And then, but if you're like the example you gave where you're out in the middle of nowhere and your nearest vet is four hours away, that's not really ideal either. So a lot of vets have mixed feelings about this from what I've talked about. And the reason why the the veterinary feed directive came into play was because they're trying to reduce the risk of antibiotic and antimicrobial resistance based pretty much due to the food animal industry. So unfortunately, it is going to impact us in the horse industry too. Yeah, you know, usually that when regulations come into effect, they they have good intentions, and always they have unexpected intentions. Uh, you know, no matter yeah. what the regulation is, right? You you always yeah. have the you know <laughs> the fallout that uh, oh we didn't think of that. You know that fallout that uh, all of a sudden comes into play after. Yeah, uh, and and the. The follow-up guidance, number 263, which is pretty much going to take care of all the other products that were over-the-counter that are going to go away. So, you know, I could go to my um, – that was kind of snuck in under the radar, and it was like, whoa, wait a minute. Um, and that guidance, 263, will go into effect, in, um, I believe, June 11th of 2023. So all those things that you could typically go to your farm supply store to purchase over-the-counter – um, that's going to pretty much go away. You know, it's not to say that those farm supply stores can't do that, but I don't know how it's done in other states. But in order for my farm supply stores to sell veterinary products that require prescription, they have to have a specific type of, type of pharmacy license, and then you would have to go get the prescription from your vet and then um, take it to the farm supply for them to sell it. And most of our farm supply stores are just not going to do that. Um, and in that case, you know, why not just go some to your vet to get it or get the prescription and, and do get it online. go to someplace like Chewy yeah. online yeah. or something like that. So, yeah, there are some side effects of this, these guidance 
rules that have been passed that are going to have serious implications. And then the next question that comes up, which nobody can really answer is, you know, if you define what antimicrobial drugs are, they include antibiotics, antifungal, antiviral, and antiparasitic. So my question is, is eventually are we going to have to go through our vets to get things like dewormer drugs? Because that's what some countries in Europe have done. And if so, I'm not necessarily an advocate for that, but I... No, because that means that less and less people would be deworming their horse at all. Exactly. Yeah. And there, you know, there's there's pros and cons to that, too. But, yeah, it, 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 it there's a big question mark as to was this the right move. And, and Having horses is hard enough. <laughs> it's like... <laughs> it is. Oh, it is. It is. Yeah, and unfortunately, most horse owners don't aren't 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 aware of this veterinary client patient relationship or what the impacts of the veterinary feed directive are going to have on us this coming year. I'm going to call my vet after this and be like, "Thank Hi, you, thank you, I love Jamie. you. <laughs> Do you like me? Can we be friends? I'm going to send you a drink." <laughs> I, so, you so yeah. our, we we need to wrap. But two things I got out of this is if you're doing your own work, you better get a veterinarian out there to do their everyday stuff just to have that relationship. Second correct. is if you currently have a vet, send them a very large Christmas gift. That's oh, the correct. second. Thing That's that true. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Amen. Yeah, because they're overworked, understaffed, and they don't get paid enough, in my opinion. Hey, Jennifer, so, yeah. we need to send the vet a Christmas gift. Uh, all right. All right. She's so. like, I already did. <laughs> Laura, thank you for joining us. We appreciate it. It's been very helpful. No problem. All right. No problem. Take, take care, Laura. So, wow, that's, uh, that's, this is whole thing is just getting more complicated all the time. My pet was telling me that um, they're not allowed to prescribe uh, compounded drugs anymore. Well, and that's and all that, a fallout too, right? You know. Yep. So, yep. So. And so she's like, "You got to have a really good VCPR to get that because she, if you like, she could get." So I don't know. There's some like thing going on, but like you can't can't do that anymore. <sighs> I don't see this getting better either. You know, we'll keep everybody up to date. We've been covering it a lot, and I know some of you are probably getting bored with this topic, but it that's affects it. I'm turning in my so notice. many I'm people. Going to vet school. <laughs> you you should have done that years ago, buddy. Just so I can but, do my own. <laughs> and then you didn't think you have a life now. You wouldn't have a life then either. So. All right, uh, we have another entry. This is a poem that was sent in by Becca, and it took me a minute to figure this one out. So here's Becca's poem entry for the Wintech Saddle Giveaway. There is a young lady who loves horses, especially her Zeus, I say sarcastically. Perhaps she will cry. There is an old man, sorry, Glenn, I'm your age, so I'm old too, who has a hackney and loves to drive. Perhaps he'll cry. There is a young lady who loves her horse, Nigel. She rides until her arse is sore. Perhaps she'll cry. There is a horse network that makes us laugh, learn, and sometimes gasp. All the co-hosts are awesome. They all love horses and buying sponsor stuff, too. I don't know why they all make me cry. Perhaps I'm a crazy horse lady. Now it's Christmas, and we are happy. Perhaps we'll ride into the next year. Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. May you be blessed and be of good cheer. We have to stop making people cry. Um, did, did, I, did, uh, I think that's I you. I'm blaming you for that. What? <laughs> Don't cry. Don't cry. Okay. Uh, You know what will make you cry is laughing. And I think we have a segment coming up that will help you with that. Time to learn why some days you're embarrassed to be part of the human race. In Jamie's Weird News. I do have some good ones today, not going to (laughs) lie. We're either going to cry because we're laughing or we're going to cry because we're just sad for humanity. Yes, the exact two reasons why. And by the way, I got so many submissions and then I found a ton that I, I even took out all the ones I found because everybody else's were so good. Jen, Debbie, Eileen, Allie, Jessica, Clark, Scott, everybody, thank you for sending them in. If you want to participate in the Weird News segment, here's how you do it. You read the news and you go, wow, that's super weird. And then you go, oh, I'm going to email that to Jamie at horseradionetwork.com with weird news in the subject line. So we are going to start with this. Let's see. Not that one. Let's start with this one. Okay. This one came from a listener. I'm not going to tell you because it's none of your business where they get their news. Uh, But she asked me to do it in a very, very severely Southern accent. (laughs) Okay. So I read this story. So you called your dad? (laughs) 
Yeah, right. <laughs> hey, Dad, read this. But what I what I learned is that it's not in the South. It's oh. in Wisconsin. Oh. In Waukesha, Wisconsin, Glenn. So I can't do a Southern accent. It's got to be Wisconsin. <laughs> is and this I'm not your very severe Wisconsin accent? And I've been practicing a little bit. <laughs> okay. So. In Waukesha, I don't know if I'm saying that right, but it Can sounds I interrupt good. You? Waukesha, Can I Wisconsin. just interrupt you for one second? What's that? How did you ever find a husband? I don't know. <laughs> okay, go ahead. He is partially deaf. <laughs> so can't smell anything. He's lost all senses from being in the fighter jet. So you know, <laughs> that's what you needed. Um, <laughs> perfect. <laughs> yep, he is perfect. Um, okay, so Wendy Weisenhugel. She was outside of her, uh, standing in her lawn, and um, she says that her cat drags something up, and she's like, oh my gosh, what is that? I have no idea. And she walked up to it, and it was like, her quote is, unexpected, eh? Definitely unexpected. And um, so she introduces her cat to everybody, and she's like, this is Toast. His name is Burnt Toast, and he's our great cat hunter. And uh, so she thought that her cat brought up a big fish from the pond, eh? But um, no, it turns out she walks down to to what she thought was a fish. And she said, I bent down and I'm like, that's not a northern or a fish. That's a gator. And it turns out a couple of days in Wisconsin, before, she was in a boat on the lake with her brother-in-law and uh, like a couple of days before. And she's like, um, that looks like a gator. And uh, her brother-in-law was like, no, it's not a gator. And so we just kind of dismissed it. And then this shows up. And it wasn't a gator, Glenn. It was the head of it. So the cat brought up the head of an alligator, which is, by the way, photographed and sitting right here in front of my face. I'm going to scroll past that. She said, I was kind of excited at first day because you never see anything like that around here. But then I thought about the gravity of it and how awful it would be if it was out in the lake and it was like summertime and people were swimming. And that's not cool. <laughs> how did a gator? Somebody had to release it. Um, they, they, they said, well, finding an alligator in Wisconsin is very rare. This probably won't be the last because what happens is there's no law saying you can't own an exotic animal. But the DNR says alligators like this aren't like native here and they can pose a threat. And they're reminding no people that you shouldn't <laughs> release them into the wild. Um, but maybe somebody thought it was like a souvenir head that they bought in Florida. But it turns out, no, they think it's a real gator. And like, she doesn't know if Burnt Toast ate the rest of the body or what. But like the cat. That's is, one tough cat. <laughs> that cat is really tough. He's oh a big God. hunter. And oh, by the way, we they are native here in Florida. And yes, they are a threat still. So uh, both of those. I'm exhausted. <laughs> I had a clear very well <laughs> Uh, so there's a lady in Texas who's very angry hmm. at what we don't know. <laughs> Apparently somebody on the police force. Mindy Jeanette Stevens, 46, the wife of assistant fire chief, allegedly dumped. Let me back up. So imagine a police station and the police are all inside hanging out, doing what police officers do. I don't know. Thank God I've never been in a police station chained to a thing watching everybody but she's she, the police are in the police station and they they look outside the window and they're like hey what's that person in a hazmat suit doing in a yellow hazmat suit doing taking out of the back of her suv or his suv and uh is that a bucket no that's three buckets should we go check that out? Ah, get your attention. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we should walk outside and see what that is. So um, the officer <clears throat> walks outside. He's um, remaining unnamed. He went outside to see what was going on and discovered, this is the quote, three five-gallon buckets of what appeared to be human waste, according to an affidavit. So this lady drives up, and she is the wife of the assistant fire chief. And so she apparently, for some reason, had three buckets of human feces, brought them to the police station and took them out. Now, here's the weird thing. It's not like she jumped over the buckets. 
She just was clad in a yellow hazmat suit and takes three buckets of human feces out and puts them in front in the parking lot. And so now she's been charged uh, for causing the issues um, because they said, they said, what are you, what are you doing? And, and, and actually then they recognized her. They're like, Hey, we know who that is. And so they call her on the phone and said, Hey, come pick up those buckets or you're going to go to jail. And she said, it's not my problem. <laughs> they were like, all right, well, you're going to jail. So she just sat him there. She just drove up to the police station wearing her hazmat suit, apparently talked to people while she was there, removed three buckets of human feces, left them in the parking lot. Uh, and I got thought for sure drill. they were getting dumped on the porch. That's what right? I was. Yeah. No, didn't even kick them over. And so they, she wouldn't come back and get them. And so she was arrested for um, illegal dumping over five pounds and under 500 pounds. And it was a violation of the Texas Health Safety Code. No kidding. How long do you just, think it took the cop to look up that one? I mean, what do we do? <laughs> <laughs> what do we charge her with? Let's get out the book. How many pages do you have to go through to find that one? <laughs> the motive for the recent episode was not known, but it is worth mentioning. In 2020, Stevens was charged with aggravated assault after allegedly attacking a man with a set of keys. <laughs> <laughs> and this woman's the police or the fire chief's uh, wife? Yes. <laughs> He's got to be so embarrassed. They, uh, Do you know what kind of ribbing he like, takes he at the fire station? <laughs> he's like, those stupid police officers, fire, firemen are so much cooler than police officers. This is what I want you to do. I want you to do, we have collected all the fireman poo and we put it in these buckets. And here's what I need you to do. Can you drive it over to the police station and just put the parking lot? Okay. How's this work? I have more This almost goes into the man pathetic loser kind of sound effect, which I don't know if you have handy, but this one is. Man, you are one pathetic loser. That one? Is it? Yeah, that's the one. Is it Osceola County? Osceola, yes. Osceola County. Of course, we're going to go to Florida for the dumbest criminal ever. Um, so there was a... um. A, a, a deal in Osceola County where they do a really cool thing where kids get to go shopping with police officers in Orlando. It's at a Walmart and the officers take um, kids in. And I mean, like hundreds of police officers, I think they said 40 deputies and a very large amount of other people that are even above deputies. And they're all shopping with children. Um, and then this man that they're only referring to as Brad decided that he had some things in that Florida Walmart that he wanted. <laughs> so he goes in and starts stealing stuff. Well, all the cops yeah. were in there. Well, there's like 50, 60 police <laughs> Bad <officers>. timing, Brad. <laughs> yeah, and that is the quote in the story. The um, very end, the, the, the one quote from the sheriff's office after the man was arrested is, bad idea, Brad. <laughs> <laughs> know your surroundings. Isn't that a rule in general in life? Know your surroundings. I wish I wish I knew what he was trying to steal. Like, was he taking laptops or like, was he taking, you know, like lawn chairs or food? Who knows? It doesn't say what he was stealing. But according to Fox 8, bad idea, Brad is the name of the article. <laughs> bad idea, Brad. <laughs> bad idea, Brad. <laughs> you know, I kind of think the name Brad, I knew, I've known a couple Brads and they, they kind of fit that. That name you know, kind of applies. As long as it's not Chad's, <laughs> they're good. <laughs> I don't know if this is going to be a Glenn approved story. So probably this is what happens as I say something and Glenn cuts it out because I've offended him. All right, I will get the emergency <laughs> cover you music ready uh, right now. Um yeah, so this is reason number 10876 not to go on a cruise. <laughs> Okay. okay, I have my finger ready. I have my finger ready. <laughs> this was on ABC's Good Morning America. Okay. And they always give the people three names. The James chickens Michael are Grimes. ready. The chickens are ready. James Michael Grimes goes on the Carnival Valor. Have you been on the Carnival Valor? I know we no, no, we have not. Okay. So this is he goes 
On Carnival the does have a lot of problems <laughs> with yeah. guests. Um, overconsumption seems to be yes. probably one of the number ones. Uh, so he decides to go on a cruise, and this is over Thanksgiving, and he is on the cruise with 17 family members on this cruise okay uh over can you imagine do you have 17 family members you want to go on a cruise with no i don't have 17 (laughs) family members oh 18 relatives (laughs) and by the way he's from lafayette alabama okay so here's i'm gonna tell you the story in in james's voice okay all right y'all so it was the day before thanksgiving and i had just won on the cruise the air guitar contest that was held and then i remember telling my sister that i was going to go to the bathroom it was around 11 and sure i'd had a few drinks and so i was going to the bathroom and let me tell you what i don't remember what happened next but when i came to and i regained my consciousness i was in the water and there's no boat in sight and I can't float myself even when I'm trying to. So there had to be like the Lord with me when I was out there because somebody's hold me up because I was passed out in the water and we don't know how this happened. I don't know how I just went to the bathroom after winning an air guitar contest and I did have a few drinks. <laughs> no I kidding. I don't know what happened. <laughs> so here's, um, I, I, you know what? I have an incredible will to survive. And so I was like floating and treading water and i got myself completely naked because i cannot have the clothes on because it's weighing me down and so i you know what at some point i saw fin of a shark and so i was kicking at it and then something bumped into my leg and then later on i found this stick floating in the water and i think it was bamboo and so you know what i started eating that stick of bamboo and it did give me some flavor in my mouth it did give me this is a quote it Gave some type of flavor in my mouth other than salt water. So, you know what? The end of time began to pass and the sun started to set again. And at that time, I thought, how much longer am I going to have time to be out here? Because the fall didn't kill me and these sea creatures haven't ate me yet. So I feel I was meant to get out of here. And then, lo and behold, I saw the lights of a tanker ship and I began swimming towards it. And it was my like final little burst of energy and the strength that I had, I used pretty much every bit of it trying to make it over. And then the Coast Guard started circling me and then I done taking off my socks and everything and I was waving them around my head trying to do something where they could see me. And then that light finally hit me and somehow I heard, we got him! And I seen a guy coming down from my a helicopter and then right then I thought man I seen the light <laughs> <laughs> how long was he in the water Grimes was rescued about 2.30 p.m. local time about 20 miles off the coast of Louisiana he didn't even get that far <laughs> he got drunk he was drinking he when he got, got on, on board <laughs> <laughs> he said I remember telling my rescuer that I was naked and then he said that was fine and he told me to hold on to the life vest and I was thinking just thank you you were like a guardian angel coming down for me and it's been a week since the incident and while dressing in a pair of pants that I had actually planned to wear on the cruise I'm doing this interview and then you know what was in my pocket Glenn I found a fortune cookie in my pants pocket and it read life's a beach enjoy the waves oh my god can you believe that it's so thin you know what I'm a you, you, Ask me if I'll ever go on a cruise again. Are you going to ever go on a cruise again? You know what? I didn't get to go on that cruise. (laughs) So I'll probably go on another one, but I ain't going to get within 10 feet of the rails. But I'll be open to going on another cruise because I really didn't get to go on this one. Do you notice he said he didn't say I'm not going to drink? He just said I'm not going to get near the rail. (laughs) (laughs) Y'all keep me locked inside because I can't be trusted to go outside. Oh, my God. God. You know, for not being able to tread water, I guess he did pretty well at treading water. Well, the good Lord held him up, Glenn, because he's got something, <laughs> something other kind of I would have drowned in 10 minutes. <laughs> I like, you know what? Something on me in the leg, just take me. I, thought, gonna you were gonna do, I thought you were going to do the Rogue Wave uh, story. Did you see that one? No. A brand new ship. In Antarctica, that does Antarctica. So they're smaller ships. They're about 1,000 passengers. Uh, but there's a cruise ship. And they were doing Antarctica, and a rogue wave, like 100 feet tall, hit the ship. Um, just out of nowhere. Apparently, happened. Well, at least if they got knocked in the water, the water's warm. <laughs> <laughs> so it busted out. actually killed somebody. But it busted out the windows on the passenger cabins. That's how 
hard this wave hit. Oh, this is not a good story. We don't do stories about death slime. See, you know what? We got to edit you out this time. (laughs) Wait a minute. Okay, wait a minute. Let's uh, let's edit me out. Oh, yeah, the roadway hit and people died and they in the cabins. They were just sitting there and all of a sudden their windows smashed in and glass flying everywhere. It was awful. You have to turn up the chicken. I can still hear you. <laughs> Are you done with your stories? <laughs> I'm done. I have traveled the country have, with accents today have, and I need have, to take a nap. You have traveled the accents all over the place. There were so, I saw stories today, or this week I didn't even send to you. There were so many good ones. Oh, yeah. There, I, well, send them to me. You guys, I'll use them next week. Yeah, anybody. So, again, if you see a weird news story, Jamie at horseradionetwork.com. All right. Well, let's let's go into the post show talking about weird gifts you can buy on Amazon for your friends. And I want to see how many of these Jamie really wants (laughs) or you really want at home. We'll find that out tomorrow. uh, It's going to be a Mary Kitzmiller episode. Then we'll be back Friday with some really bad ads. So get your ads to Jennifer at horseradionetwork.com. Remember, all your submissions for ads go in toward the drawing for the saddle, which we're going to do in a week. So uh, definitely get your entries in before the 15th. And we're enjoying hearing you sing. That's it for today. Bay Duder and Geld. Or Homer. Go get him an ice pack. <laughs> <laughs>